0: Hi everyone, welcome to Mama Wears Athleisure. I am your host, Mariella de Santiago, a first-time mom. We focus on all things mom with tips to help make life easier and more organized for all you mamas out there. Hey everyone! So today we're gonna to talk about intrusive thoughts, which I'm really excited to talk about this topic because It's something that I guess I didn't really know that I, as a first-time mom, had, and maybe a lot of moms have, or get it, or have it throughout. Sometimes I feel like, oh, is this still a thing? So anyway, clearly I have a lot of questions that I'm excited to get answered. So today we have Jessica Thompson from Intuitively Well Therapy. I am so excited to be here I've been looking forward to talking about this with
1: you. So my name is Jessica Thompson. I'm a licensed therapist in Utah, and I see individuals kind of across the span from north to south in Utah, online, in person. I just opened my own private practice, Intuitively Well Therapy, and I see my office is in the historic Sandy, 20 minutes south of Salt Lake City. I'm so excited to like be on this journey, and it's a fun story that, we don't have time to get into today, but my intuition led me to this decision. And that's kind of why I name my business intuitively well. And it goes alongside what my mission is as a therapist is I'm, I try to empower new and expectant moms and all other individuals. I work mainly with females and I just love supporting mothers in the stage of pregnancy, birth and postpartum. And postpartum is like for life. So I see moms that have been moms for like 20, 30, 40 years. And I just love it. I'm very passionate about what I do. Feel called to it. And I just really am so grateful for the the opportunity to be a therapist and to witness the healing of moms all around.
0: Thanks for all of that. You're so right. Postpartum is totally throughout. It's basically right after you become a mom. And I feel like you are this whole new person, which I think that most moms will agree with me. So it's like this new discovery and you do kind of need that support for all sorts of new feelings and thoughts that you are not familiar with. So that said, can you define what an intrusive thought is? Yes. So to
1: make it as simple as possible, an intrusive thought is an unwanted thought statement expression that unvoluntarily comes to your mind. It doesn't have to do like with your desires or anything. I just like to explain it as like, it's just a thought. It's a thought that causes distress to your mind and your body. And most of the time when they're intrusive thoughts, people don't understand why they have them. And they're so distressing because they think I would never do that.
0: It's so interesting that you say that because I feel like as a new mom, you're so like cautious about everything. Like, Oh my gosh, is this going to hurt my baby? Or is, am I going to be okay? Like even going that, down the stairs, you just think like, well, what if I like slip and fall down the stairs and obviously you don't want that to happen, but it's kind of hard to think about how do you like prevent some of those thoughts from happening? Oh
1: yeah. That is like the golden question that I get asked pretty often by the dictionary description of intrusive thought is when you experience sudden disturbing like thoughts or images that come to your mind without warning and they refuse to go away so sometimes they like linger and some individuals can fixate on them and I feel like there's a huge distinction between intrusive thoughts that naturally come because we're human right the best example is you're driving down the road and you think What would happen if my car just swerved into the median? Like that's an intrusive thought. And sometimes it comes out of nowhere. And most of the time it doesn't cause a lot of distress because most people brush it off. or like, I would never do that. It's just a thought. And then there's intrusive thoughts when you're pregnant or when you just give birth and you're freshly postpartum and the thoughts are about somebody else like your baby. And that's when it becomes so disturbing that a lot of moms have a hard time getting out of their head. And they think that they're
0: a terrible mom because they thought something that was really disturbing. Well, I feel like you just answered my next question, which was going to be (laughs) what intrusive thoughts are as a new parent. So it is what I've gathered It essentially is when those thoughts are now about your baby and not just about, well, what happens to me if it's more of baby and possibly mom as well.
1: Mm -hmm. I would say the majority of what I see when it comes to postpartum health and individuals are coming in, they're wanting support with this postpartum journey, whether it's mixed with the baby blues or postpartum anxiety, depression, or postpartum OCD, intrusive thoughts can be in the mix of all of that. And most of the time, I would say 90% of the time the or more, the intrusive thoughts are related to their baby or sometimes their spouse. But I would say it's more common for it to be about their baby. And they are so disturbing because they could be like violent images in their head that it literally came out of the blue. And then they internalize it and think something's wrong with me. Like, what kind of mother am I if I have a thought like that? And it's it's heartbreaking. But I am really grateful when moms tell me that because that's the first step is just to let it out and to be witness that, hey, nothing's wrong with you your brain is working. And that's a good thing. But let's talk about what that might mean of why you're having these intrusive thoughts.
0: This is kind of a random question, but could some of those intrusive thoughts be related to maybe just having seen something like a pretty bad car accident, or I don't know, you saw something on TV the night before, and then it just like, or a few nights ago, and then it pops into your head and you're like, oh my gosh, like, why why would I think that? Like, no, I don't want that to happen.
1: Right. That's a really good question. And I think the answer is possibly. We can we see a movie and then, like, a week later, have a dream about it. So I think it's definitely possible. But, like, if you witness a car accident or you witness something horrific, that's a trauma that happened to you. So your brain's already seeing it differently, it's already hypervigilant. And so, yeah, it could totally correspond with intrusive thoughts and increase the distress because you've recently experienced a traumatic traumatic event and then if you're freshly postpartum that's not a
0: pleasant mix so how can a mama handle or deal with navigating these thoughts or getting support i love
1: this question so if i always encourage whether you're struggling or not even if you're doing well postpartum i think therapy is so beneficial because like you said earlier you're not just birthing your baby, you are birthing yourself as a mother. Even if it's your first or seventh birth, you are rebirthing yourself because you're you have a new experience. So I think therapy in general is really helpful. So, if I have a mom come in and they're having intrusive thoughts, one it's going to be really hard for them to even tell me that they're having intrusive thoughts. And so I always make sure to ask the individuals I work with, especially new moms or even pregnant moms, I say, "Hey, are you having any thoughts that are scaring you? Most of the time when I ask that, and they are, tears roll. They, they come and they're like, yes, I am. And it's so hard for me to admit. So I have a couple tools that I use in therapy that individuals listening to this episode that they can use if they're struggling with thoughts is one, just talk to somebody, whether it's your partner, your husband, your spouse, a really good friend or a provider, whether it's a therapist or your midwife or OB, just verbalize, hey, I'm having these scary thoughts and I don't know why. Having your thoughts witnessed is really validating and supportive for anybody experiencing intrusive thoughts. Second step is why I like to encourage moms is let's externalize these intrusive thoughts. Let's get them out of your mind. Let's get them out of your body because if they stay stuck, you're going to keep ruminating on them. So I have a couple. Well, I actually have a lot of ways how I externalize thoughts. I'll just share a couple. One is I love to name them. So I like to kind of bring in humor into my, my office space where I'll ask them, tell me a name of someone in high school that you didn't like. It was mean to you. It was a brat and they'll giggle. And then I'll say, okay, that's the name of your intrusive thoughts. And so when they come, when your intrusive thoughts come, let's name them. So No offense to any Carly's out there, but my person in high school, that was not very nice to me. Her name was Carly. And so anytime I have intrusive thoughts, I will say, Oh, Carly's showing up again. I wonder why she's here. And then I'll tune into my emotions. Am I feeling a little more anxious today? Kind of support. Am I needing? What can I ask for, from my support system? And that really minimizes my intrusive thoughts. So externalizing them, name them, get them out of your mind, get them out of your body. And if a mom's having a hard time, like verbally doing that, like if they can't even talk about it, I'll do a lot of expressive arts with them. So we'll get up and we'll like shake our bodies. We'll wipe off our arms, our legs. We'll wipe off the intrusive thoughts off of our body until they can feel somatically lighter, more comforted, soothed. And then they're able to talk about it a little bit more. But just by me providing that psychoeducation piece that one they're not crazy nothing's wrong with them it's very common to have intrusive thoughts let's get externalize them most of the time I see distress decreased by like 80 percent and sometimes they go away but sometimes they keep coming back and they'll just keep using those tools to externalize them
0: are you ready to change the way you diaper change? Introducing the Changearoo, the ultimate solution for stylish and convenient diaper changes. This innovative and stylish couch pillow seamlessly transforms into a hidden changing station because, let's face it, diaper changes happen on the couch and floor more often than anywhere else. With the Changearoo, you can now change your little one's diaper conveniently in the room where you and your little one spend the most time together, all in a fun, stylish, and organized way. Say goodbye to constantly having to grab supplies or make inconvenient trips to the changing station. With the change-a-roo pillow, you'll add a special touch of organization and charm to your home of Teensy Ones. Elevate your parenting experience with a change-a-roo. Brought to you by Teensy Tidy. Visit com to get yours today. I love those tips, especially the one where, you know, you say, talk to your support system Because we do need to be able to like build that team up, build our community, our supports, especially if you are the first one out of your group of friends to be a mom because no one, they won't be able to relate to your postpartum you and the postpartum thoughts that you are having, right? So these intrusive thoughts. So I know that this is probably going to be either one, very broad or two may never end. (laughs) How long can the intrusive thoughts last postpartum?
1: Yeah, that's a really excellent question. I love that you asked that because I was just thinking about as, as a clinician, I have to assess the severity of the intrusive thoughts. And with that assessment, I can kind of gauge how long they might last for. Quick reverse is when I'm assessing intrusive thoughts, I'll assess, okay, are these thoughts like the ones that you're having, do you want these things to happen? Most of the time they'll be like, oh my gosh, no, and they'll gasp, like, how could you even think that? And I'm like, I'm not thinking it. I just have to make sure that these thoughts are truly distressing to you. Because if they, if the mom that I'm meeting with is having intrusive thoughts and they don't see anything wrong with them and they think that they need to act on them that's a huge sign of postpartum psychosis. There's like a lot of work that we need to do. And I'll probably just admit them into like a psychiatric support clinic for moms to get the psychosis under, under wrap. But that's like one to 2% of the population. So it's pretty rare. So typically I would say on the severity of the distress that is coming from these intrusive thoughts, they can last weeks to months. And I, I, I haven't seen them last like, so severely for years. I haven't seen that. So like you said, it is a broad question. It really depends on the situation, but with what I've seen with therapeutic support and using a lot of therapeutic skills, I see intrusive thoughts go away over the span of like four to six weeks.
0: That's good.
1: That's less than two months. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that's not to say like that they can't come back. So like the intrusive thoughts, moms are fixating on them. If they're having them frequently. They're having them like sometimes hundreds of times a day and they can't get it out of their head. So over time it can decrease. I think just such great support. You can get it to decrease pretty quickly, like four to six weeks, and then maybe have like an eruption one to two times a week or one to two times a month, but they have the tools to work through them when they do come later on, if they do.
0: Speaking of support, what are ways that a parent can get support, access support, or find that support system to be able to manage these thoughts.
1: Such, ooh, love that you this question. Okay, I'm like charged about this because there's so many resources that I feel like a lot of people don't know about. So here in Utah, we have PSI Utah. So it's Postpartum Support International. And there's tons of hotlines and warm lines but you can also go to PSI international and you can find your state. They have all different types of support groups. So for example, I'm already looking at the the PSI Utah, it's resources for, for families. So they have hotlines, warm lines, they have treatment facilities, support groups, childcare, they have a resources for fathers, adoptions for birth mothers There's just so many amazing general information on maternal mental health. So I always refer individuals, whatever they're, if they're in a different state or in Utah, I'll just send them this website and say, here is a list of resources that you can access. And there's also, I think on here that you can find like therapists that are trained in perinatal mental health that specialize in supporting perinatal distress, like intrusive thoughts.
0: So I will link that in my show notes for anyone that's listening. You can access that, share it, send it to friends, family. So thank you for sharing that. And finally, last question. Do you have any other tips, suggestions, or recommendations? Anything? Oh, the other thing I was going to say. I also love that you mentioned dads in there because we often forget about the dads. And I feel like a lot of, it, I mean, they are kind of also in a way going through a postpartum change yeah they may not have like had a physical body change but yeah
1: you know yeah yeah you're totally right they go through like an emotional and mental change as well and sometimes spiritual and they're dealing with a lot of different things I mean like the mom's recovering but both of them are experiencing a lot of different things and fathers can experience intrusive thoughts too like it's it's not uncommon and think it it's harder, just kind of the societal culture that's been developed of like gender norms that men don't talk about their feelings. Sometimes they like keep it inside. So there's an awesome support group here in Utah for postpartum fathers that they, it's like a man cave and they can just go and talk to each other. And I'm sure there's tons of different support groups like that all across the nation, but yeah, supporting the fathers too. And I also like to encourage when I work with moms, like let your partner, your husband know what you need and then ask him what he needs. How can you support each other through this transition?
0: Well, that's a very good point. Super helpful because you, yes, you do tend to forget that, especially when you're so, when you're recovering physically and then not sleeping and not eating and you're hungry and thirsty and the list goes on. Yes. Any other tips, suggestions, anything else that would be helpful for anyone listening?
1: Yes, my biggest—I would say maybe it's a mantra where when working with moms is the good enough mother. I think when we become moms, whether it's our first or third time, there's a lot of maybe it's like a pressure to be perfect or have it all together. But honestly, none of us have it all together. I will often post on my therapist's Instagram, like how messy my house is and piles of laundry, and just say. As a reminder to my story, hey, just reminding you that literally none of us have it together. So I really, really work with my moms on developing this good enough mother mindset because it takes out the perfectionism. Perfectionism isn't a real thing because no one's perfect. We all make mistakes. So I really like to define with them on their, according to their values. What's a good enough mom? Maybe a good enough mom means going through the drive-through at like your kids are nourished. In some way, maybe good enough mom is not going to the drive through and making some packaged food from home, or maybe it's all fresh food. Like just everyone's so different. So I just love to remind them good enough is good enough. And that's what we can strive for because you're going to drive yourself insane working towards perfectionism. It just can't happen in motherhood, but being good enough, according to your values, brings a lot of soothing and just grounding to a mother.
0: I love that. And good enough is going to look different for everyone. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm in just surviving mode. So if anyone out there is too, join the club. <laughs> oh, but yeah, we have so much to do. And I think being able to also, we forget to take care of ourselves. So taking care of yourself, which can mean getting that support if you are having those intrusive thoughts so that you can then take care of your kids in whatever way that is.
1: And I think a lot of moms have skills that they don't think are enough, but just trusting your instinct, trusting your intuition, you know what's best and you're doing an amazing job. Truly, I believe moms, they are doing an amazing job. You don't have to have it all together to be a great
0: mom to your children. And that is the note that we need to end on. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. This was great. I feel like I learned a lot. So I'll have all that stuff linked. And yeah. Yeah, this was very
1: like the basics of intrusive thoughts. So if you ever want to do like a future one, on like very specific, we can always do that. But this was just basic information. If I find more information on intrusive thoughts, I'll send it your way that you can add into the show notes as well. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I loved
0: talking with you today. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for our next episode. You can find us on Instagram for more updates and tips. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a review if you like us.